Yo, we did it. Four episodes this week, and I'm really happy to have been able to drop four episodes. I got backed up, and I had too many episodes in the chamber. Not a huge fan of that, but at some point in September, I was supposed to take a vacation, and I stocked up on a couple episodes because I don't want to miss a week, and... I don't know how we got in this position, but we got so many episodes in the chamber and I want the content that I put out to be relevant at the time. So I am going to push out a lot of episodes that I have in the chamber until we're caught up and just try to stay on that current schedule and try not to let this happen again. But this last episode for the week, I'm really, really excited to put this out it's been a long time coming and i say that all the time because it's uh, such a weird time frame when i book these things but i'm a huge fan of life's question i love chicago hardcore and i love everything that that band's doing i feel like right now they have like a very unique sound um, when it comes to what's currently going on in hardcore and it was such a pleasure to talk to josh super super nice guy a legit friend now that we did the podcast we uh bonded and i had a really great time talking to him and i hope you guys enjoy the conversation as much as i did so without further ado welcome josh to the podcast what's up man how are you i'm i'm doing good uh thank you again for being down to do it um i'm a fan of your band i i have to give a big shout out to my friend ron he used to play in that band war by other means yeah we did our um like first like east coast tour with like vim and shackled it was so sick those are some goofy characters for real yeah, so I had Ron on like a long time ago and he was just like doing some shout outs and the first time I ever heard of you guys is when um, he mentioned your guys' name and I was happy that he did because I checked you guys out and I, I thought your guys' style was like super interesting and like I was like super into it. So shout out to Ron for you know putting you guys on. Yeah, shout out to Ron, shout out to No Option. They like Frankie and Ricky like shout this out in one of your episodes too so big love to them for real yeah and honestly some of like the realest guys i've ever talked to so i i got like tons of love for those two guys yeah frankie was actually on that tour it was like super sick because he was filling in for uh war by other means so yeah like he uh he was like filling in and then like no option played the baltimore gate and that was like similar to like a hometown show for us because we uh we're all from like outside of Baltimore. Um, me and Ridge and um, uh, we used to be in like this other band. And Ridge is the guitarist. He was gonna be on today, but he couldn't. He couldn't make it unfortunately because uh, of work. But uh, yeah, he uh, like Frankie was on that tour filling in on drums. And one of the stops of that East Coast run was uh, was it landed in Baltimore. And like no option played. It was sick. They had a killer set. 
that's awesome. So you were, uh, were you riding in the van? Were you, do you guys just take one van for like all three bands? No, uh, no, or War by Their Means and Shackled were in one van, and then we we had our own. Okay, because I, uh, I was going to ask if you were there for them being really late from the, it was, I think it was from like oh, the... Oh, that story, yeah, yeah, yeah. That story was hilarious. No, um, no, we were there on time. They were there like mad late, like super late. Uh, they showed up to the show. It was in, um, we were on that date in Florida. Like we stayed at home and like went to the skate park. Uh, there's this like DIY spot like in St. Mary's County outside of Baltimore where we're all from. And it's called the slab. And we were going to do the Florida day, but then we were like, nah, we'll just like have an off day in like our hometown and like kick it with our family and our friends. And, um, but the next day after Florida was North Carolina and they were like super late. We were scared that they weren't even going to be able to make the show. Yeah. When I first heard about it, like I first saw it like going down on Twitter. And then when I had Ron on the podcast, he like talked about it. And um, and then I eventually had Dylan on from Chackled. And then and then when I had uh, Frankie on, I, I had no idea that he was there for that. So when he brought it up like on the podcast, I was like super excited to kind of like put an end to it finally. Mm hmm. But that's awesome. So wanted to go into uh, talking about life's question. You guys put out the pressure demo back in 2015 and it was just a single oh, track. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny that you, you've seen that. Is it on our band camp still? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. When was that? 2015? Yeah. It says it was released on March 25th, 2015. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. So I'll explain that. Cause not many people know that we had any music before like, um, uh, Curse the World of Dream, like okay. our release from like the end of last year. Um, so me and Ridge used to be in this like other band and I moved to Chicago like six or seven years ago and I like stopped playing in that band. They continued it on and then it like kind of died out. And then me and Ridge were like, yo, we should do like another side project. And I had this like concept of like, doing a band and like naming it life's question. Cause like, I just thought it was like a sick name and like wanted to write like lyrics and like do a band where it's like, you're kind of like asking questions rather than like telling someone to do something or like telling stories or whatever. So like, I was just like, yeah, I want to do a band called life's question. And we like recorded the pressure and we put it out and like only our homies listened to it really. And then it kind of like died out. We like just chilled for a little bit. Like I think we played one show in like 2016 or something and then kind of hung it up. Cause like I was in school, I was in Chicago. Ridge was like, uh, in Maryland, like doing his own thing. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of funny. You brought that up. So when you guys recorded the pressure, I was just wondering why did you only do one song? Cause normally when bands go into do like demos that they do, more than one. Uh, there was more. There was more songs, but I think we took them down. Oh, okay. Uh, there it was. It was like a four-song EP, but like that was the one that like kind of stood out to us. So we re released the single, "The Pressure," and we had like three or four other songs that we released, and then um, but those like were kind of like just it was like for fun, you know what I mean? It was a side project at the time. 
So we just left the pressure on there because it was like a song that we enjoyed and like kind of stuck with us. Or maybe Ridge forgot to take it off. I don't know. Okay. We'll have to uh, check in with Ridge at some point to figure out what really happened. Yeah, for real. But uh, so th- that same year, 2015, you guys released uh, "World Full of Confusion and Disease." Were a- any of yeah. those songs on the first demo? Oh, so it is on there. Okay, I got confused. Yeah, so the pressure is just on "World Full of Confusion and Disease," like that EP. Okay. Does that oh, make sense? Yeah. 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 I'm yeah, honestly, I, I totally messed that one up because it was like two separate things. So I, yeah, 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 yeah totally no, uh, cool. uh, brain fart of that one. But so you guys, uh, you know, back, well, it was a couple of months later in August, you guys put out the whole thing and you, you said, yeah, 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 you guys played one show 2016, decided to hang things up. Uh, and in the two years from 2016 to 2018, do you guys, were you guys like pretty inactive? Yeah, we didn't like, we lived separately, you know what I mean? So me and Ridge recorded that ourselves. Um, when I was like on break from school or I was like visiting over like Christmas or Thanksgiving. Okay. And we recorded that like life's questions always been like a thing that like has been close to our hearts where we've like wanted to do it and be an active band. Like, it was so hard to do it when I was in Chicago in school and he was in Maryland. So like, I guess like the two year time frame, like kind of just like was enough to, I don't know. Like it was just like, we hung it up and just didn't do anything. And then later on we like Ridge lived closer to me. Like he lived in Chicago with me for a little bit and then he got married and moved to Minneapolis. And when he was in Minneapolis, we were like closer. So that's when we were like, yo, let's do it. Like now's the time, like let's play some shows and like let's have fun with it, so. And when you guys decided to start doing shows, was that in like early 2018? Yeah, that's when we started uh, doing, started doing shows, yeah. And at, at that point, the lineup you had from the demo to Curse the World of Dream, was it the same group of people or did you guys have to find new members? No, it was, <laughs> this is funny. So it was mostly just me and Rich. It's been me, Rich, and Abby, and that's been the band. And okay. Like, our childhood best friend, like, uh, his name is Matt Dooley. Uh, he played drums for us. And then we had, like, a bassist. And then that was pretty much it. Like, we only played one show, you know what I mean? So we just got, like, our buddies are like fill in, but it's kind of just been a me, Ridge and Abby thing from the, from the jump. You know what I mean? Okay. And is it still like that today? Yeah, it's like that today. Um, I will put some respect on like our drummer who like tours with us. His name is Nick Barker. He's from Ohio. Um, he is like the best drummer we've ever played with. In my opinion, like he's one of the best drummers, like in like, hardcore and like alternative music um he like hits super hard and he's like down for anything so he he like just did that full us with us um when i saw you in la and then um like he was he was playing drums for us then and then uh uh our buddy george who's like um from maryland like he plays bass 
And is there not a reason like you would take uh, you, those other guys on full time? Yeah, uh, Nick is full time other than recording, okay. uh, like writing. And then uh, George is full time too. But uh, George couldn't do the full US, so we had Mitch from uh, Karma fill in. I don't oh. know if you know that band. They're like a Chicago band. I actually do. I'm actually having uh, two of the members on tomorrow, funny enough. Oh, really? Which yeah. one? Uh, the singer and one of the guitar players. I'm, I'm not sure which one's coming on. Probably Andrew. It's probably Andrew and Jordan. Those are the homies. That's it's, crazy. The funny thing about Andrew is that he looks like George Lopez. <laughs> really? You should bring that up to him tomorrow. It's hilarious. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll tell him that you um, asked me to mention that. Yeah, you'll get a kick out of that for sure. Yeah, and honestly, like the way that I booked this weekend, like having um, you on and then the dudes from Karma tomorrow, like I I didn't even like plan it out. It just kind of happened that way that I'm having like you know two different bands from Chicago on in the same weekend. Yeah, that's so sick. I'm like, I want to like give like a quick shout out to like. Chicago and like Northwest Indiana and Milwaukee because like they really took us in and those karma dudes t- took us in like no victory purgatory low end uh, MH chaos like all those bands like took us in and like I've been around I've been going to shows you know what I mean but like the fact that like no one really dogged on us for like not all being from Chicago does that make sense yeah yeah like it's just I don't know. I like have so much love for like this scene and like how everyone from Northwest Indiana comes to Chicago shows. Like everybody from Milwaukee comes to Chicago shows, like, and then the vice versa for Chicago. Like that's the the coolest part about like our Midwest scene. Yeah. Like a a couple of months ago, um, I I had on uh, some dudes from that band called Bovice from Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, we're playing the show with them uh, the first day of the Hangman Billy Club Sandwich Tour that we're doing is uh, they're they're I think they're opening up the show. Hell yeah, that's super sick. But when I had them on at the time, I I wasn't like like super into any other bands from Chicago because I guess I just like was like a little out of tune. And then I don't know what it was, but I, I like, uh, you know, Ron put me on to you guys. And then I was just and I explained on the podcast with Bovice, like I stumbled across them just through like a random, uh, you know, thing on my Instagram explore page. So like now, like I'm looking at the Chicago scene and like the bands that you guys have like in that area. And it's just like super awesome. Like a lot of good bands. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those dudes are like cool. They, I, I know a few of them, like seeing them around, they used to play in this band called burden. Uh huh. Yeah, so they're cool. They're like a newer band. They uh they came to our show. Like I saw a few of them uh like two weeks ago. Um, they all pulled up for like the uh Akulu Illusion show that we played with like Bugging Out and Soulcraft. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, really sick dude. But going back to you you said earlier that you moved to Chicago like six or seven years ago. Yeah. And why'd you decide to move to Chicago? Uh, I decided to move cause I was, I, um, went for school originally. And then I like knew like 
a small group of people that lived here before. So I was like, yeah, I want like a change. Like I want to go to school. Like I want to try out like a big city. And um, yeah, like that was kind of what brought me here. And I just stuck around like after school and stuff to just like, honestly, I kind of stuck around for like life's question because that was like the only thing that was really happening like after I got out of school. And you moving to the big city after being there for so long, do you enjoy living in the city? Because for me, like, I don't really like being in like a super crazy, like busy area because I'm like based out of Orange County. And I feel like that's like a like a really good flow for me compared to like living in like Los Angeles. This is like way too many people. Yeah, I love I love like the urban like city life. You know what I mean? Like being able to take the train to work. Um like the sirens and stuff, like always stuff happening. You know what I mean? Like one thing that like I noticed when I like leave the city and I like go back home because uh, my family lives like an hour outside of Baltimore and kind of like a smaller like suburban town. And um, the first thing I noticed is there's no sirens. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's no ambulances. There's no like police sirens. There's no like homeless people screaming out on the street. Like it's like kind of eerie and being quiet because I've just been here for so long, like living like in the city, you know what I mean? Yeah. I love the city life and I love the, like the community of like friends that are like in hardcore or punk or like the bar friends that I have or the people that I went to school with. Like very cool. There's always something going on and there's always something to get into, which can kind of get you in trouble sometimes. But then, uh, in a way is also like kind of keeps you on your toes and keeps you active. And when you uh, moved to Chicago, were you already involved in hardcore or was that something you got into when you moved to to Chicago? Yeah, I've been in hardcore for, I think, since I was like 16. So I was like involved in like the, like Baltimore hardcore scene, like going to shows there, but I was like younger, you know what I mean? So like, I think I like, truly fell in love with hardcore when I was like 16 and we would go to Baltimore shows. We'd go to Richmond shows. We'd go to like, um, Fredericksburg, Virginia for shows. Um, yeah, like I had, I'd been into it for like maybe three or four years before I moved to Chicago. Cause I moved to Chicago when I was like 18 or 19. Um, and have been there. I've been here ever since. Okay, so I'm trying to do the math in my head. When you were going to shows uh, back in Baltimore, like what year was that? Uh, so 16, I'm 24 now. I just turned 24 in March. Um, I don't know. I'm really bad at math, man. <laughs> you might have to get out of the calculator for my ass. Okay, so six years ago, uh, it's 2013, um, you're 18. So like, 2000, like 2010, 2011-ish? Yeah, yeah, that sounds right if you're doing the math. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, um, and so going from Baltimore to Chicago, was it um, was it an easy transition to go from the Baltimore scene to the Chicago scene? Did it just seem like going to like a normal hardcore show or were like the vibes like a little different? Oh, vibes are very different. Very different. Uh, it was like, like there, there were like punk shows and there were hardcore shows that I would go to in Chicago when I first moved here. But 
it was like very more, um, I wouldn't, I guess I would say aggressive, but it was like a lot heavier too. Like there was bands like, when I moved here, there was bands like No Zodiac or like The Killer had like just stopped playing shows like a few years prior. Okay. Um, like I'm trying to think of other bands that were like popular when I first moved, like Bitter Thoughts, um, Malintent. Uh, there was that band Warhound that like had just like stopped playing shows around the same time that I moved. Damn, um, those are I, I some of my homies playing that band. Which band? Warhound. Oh, Warhound. Which ones? Uh, do you know uh, Ronnie? This um, he used uh, to play guitar and then he he moved to vocals. Yeah, I don't really know that guy. Uh, I never met him, but I knew John. That I know John that plays used to play in that band. Okay, John's cool. I, I I used to be in a group chat with him. Oh really? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, he, he has like a newer band. Yeah, uh, Malintent. Uh, just like I don't know if they're still active, but I know they released something like either early this year or late last year, and then now he's in a band called um, Section. Okay, or yeah. Sector. Sector. Yeah, sector. sector. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I apologize to John for getting his band name wrong. But yeah, they're playing that show too. Uh, the first date of the Hangman Billy Club tour is like the lineup is Hangman, us, MH Chaos, Sector, and Bull Vice. That sounds like a really good show. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. Yeah, that band. Um, doing oh, go ahead. Oh, oh, go ahead. No, I, you got it. I was going to say that band, MH Chaos, they're actually going to be out here at the end of the month. Oh, yeah. They're playing that show with, like, um, it's like Section Hate. Yeah, and, like, Dead Heat. It's like uh, this Unity yeah, fest. fest. Yeah, Unity Fest. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, I saw the lineup for that. Like, all those dudes in MH Chaos are really cool. Um, TJ and me, like, try and hang out as much as we can, like, he was actually the one that told me that uh, they were playing that. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. And um, before I, I, I cut you off, you're talking about the lineup for the show? Yeah, yeah. I'm just, like, excited for that. Like, like all, like, MH Chaos is, like, definitely, like, a Chicago bread band. Like, they're, yeah. like, everyone loves them. They're all from here. Okay. They all have been in hardcore for, like, years. Um yeah, I'm like so excited for them playing FYA too. Uh, that's gonna be sick. And then like, yeah, just all together like the vibes of that show is just gonna be sick. And it's gonna be like a great start to that tour. Um, everybody in Chicago and like Northwest Indiana and Milwaukee like love Hangman too. Um, yeah, I guess I could plug this in here, um, but we're doing like us and Hangman are doing like an after party at my job. Uh, it's called like Emporium. It's like this arcade bar. Okay. And it's down the street from Sub T that we're playing at. And we're doing like a DJ set. So there's going to be like dancing and like, uh, like drinks and like, it's like an arcade bar. So like, I'm just excited for that night. Like it's a couple weeks away and I'm like going to sleep, like dreaming about it. You know what I mean? Just like having everybody there. Like it's going to be a Monday night. And I know people got work in the morning and you're going to be like hung over or tired, but like, I'm excited for it, for real. Hell yeah. And uh, do you know, is there going to be a flyer made for the after party? 
Yeah, yeah. It's kind of circled around a little bit on Instagram. We haven't, like, posted anything, but it's, like, our buddy Ron, who plays um, drums for Hangman, it's, like, him in a pinball machine, and it's him with a shirt off, like, holding a boogie board. It's, like, it's hilarious. It's that, so funny. The, the, yeah, hell yeah. Um, you'll have to send it to me so I can uh, post it like around the time the tour's going to happen so we can help promote it and try to get people to you know show up and turn out for the party. Yeah, for real. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. I'm curious about where you work. You say it's an arcade bar. What kind of arcade games do you guys have there? Uh, like every, like, arcade game under the sun almost it's like very like there's like the basketball game there's like pinball there's skee-ball there's like pac-man there's like all kinds of games it's like really like popular in chicago um it like there's like three locations there's one in uh the west loop and then there's one in wicker park and then there's one in logan square so it's like yeah it's like we're all like the college kids and like I don't know, just, like, everybody in, like, the Chicago area that likes to go out and drink or whatever, like, goes out to Emporium. So, it's, like, a, it's a fun time. And the location that I work at, like, does, like, uh, events. So, they do, like, shows there. Uh, they'll do, like, DJ sets. So, it's it's really cool. Okay. I enjoy that, that one of my mini jobs. So I enjoy I, that one. The I guess I was getting at, do you guys have a DDR machine? what ddr yeah the the dance game oh no they do not have that i should i should throw that in like a hat dude tell them to like uh get that that would be awesome yeah i, I remember dance revolution yeah i used to play that game when i was like younger yeah dude that was so fun dude shout out to ddr like i i love that game so much like a couple months ago i i went to san diego with with my buddy garrett and it was like a dead night and we were trying to find something to do and I, I just wanted to play DDR and it was so hard for us to find a machine because it, you know, like arcades aren't really too popular these days. So that's why like, I'm, I, I think like the place you work at, like places like that are super awesome, but like, yeah, like we couldn't find a machine anywhere. And like, we literally were like calling like movie theaters all across San Diego until we finally found one. And it was in like a, like a barcade type spot. And it was actually pretty fun. You're straight edge, right? Yes. Yeah, so the cool thing about the arcade bar that I work at is, like, obviously, like, people go there and, like, party and, like, get drunk and drink or and, like, play games, whatever. But we have, like, a very, like, large uh, alcohol or, like, non-alcoholic menu. So they've got, like, different sodas, like, root beers, like, um, like, I think they've got, like, cool Shirley Temples and stuff, so... And then, like, Red Bull. So if you're trying to, like, get juiced up and then play some Dance Dance Revolution, if we had that game, you could. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's like, the cool thing about my bar. It's pretty open to, like, all walks of life. Hell, yeah. So. Th- th- that's something cool because I find whenever I'm in a bar, which is rare, uh, I'm either just drinking water, Red Bull, or uh, Shirley Temple or Coke, just depending on, like, what they have at the bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love there. There's nothing better than going to a bar with like some pals and like you just drink Red Bull. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I'll go out and not want to drink because I'm not straight edge. But uh, yeah, sometimes you're just like I don't want to drink, and then you're like, but I want to hang out with my friends and have a good time. So you just get like a Red Bull instead. 
it's like super cool. Hell yeah. So yeah, it's all the kids out there. You don't have to, you don't have to drink to have a good time. Yeah. So. No pressure, but so yeah, true. When you guys going back to the band, you guys put out a, a music video from "Rotting from the Head Down." Mm-hmm. And watching that music video, like I thought it was cool that you guys even put out a music video because it, that's not like something most bands do these days. Whether it be like you know budget issues or whatever, you don't see too many hardcore bands doing music videos. So when you guys put out that music video, I thought it was awesome because it's always fun to have like a cool visual tied to a song. And I was wondering what was the inspiration behind the music video? Yeah, I think you kind of answered it a little bit, just like having a cool visual. Um, like Ridge actually like recorded all of that itself. Okay. Um, he's like, he's like super into like graphic design and um, like edit, he's like used to like edit weddings like when he was younger, like fresh out of high school. So, I, me and him just had like this idea of like doing like a cool like, um, like visual for the for the song. You know what I mean? And then, uh, no echo like hooked it up and like did like a premiere with like the music video and uh, the. Uh, the song so that was sick and you guys seem pretty self-sufficient you guys recorded the demo yourselves did the music yourselves i i think that's yeah yeah no i i think that's pretty awesome that you guys are able to do that on your own did you guys record the the ep yeah we recorded um everything ourselves like ridge recorded all of it he has like a like a studio um, at his house. So we just record everything ourselves, like for Curse of World of Dream and then um, the latest uh, release, we just sent those two out to uh, get mixed and mastered by this guy named Josh Schroeder. And um, he re- he's like, I can't remember where he's based out of, but Ridge has like some kind of relationship with him. So he just mixed and mastered everything. Okay, dude, that's awesome. I I had no idea that you guys did your own recordings. Say it again. Oh, I'm sorry. I said I had no idea that you guys did your own recordings. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, all all the credit goes to Ridge for real. Damn. Does Ridge print your guys's merch? He doesn't print our merch, but he designs all. Okay. And and then you guys just have like a local like spot do your merch. No, we actually it's kind of weird. We don't we've never had anybody local do our merch except for like one shirt and it was out of um like in Minneapolis. Um but we have done a handful of orders with um his name's Danny. He used to play in backtrack and uh he works at a print shop. Um in Long Island or on Long Island. And, uh, yeah, he's printed like, he printed like hoodies for us and like, I think like two hoodies for us and like a handful of shirts. So yeah, big love to him for like putting our merch and being cool with like shipping it across the country. So. Oh yeah. And how'd you guys uh, end up going with him? Uh, just like mutual friends. 
like, uh, it's actually, I don't know if this matters, but it's like Michael from Hangman, that's his brother. He has like two brothers. And mm-hmm. um, Michael from Hangman, his two brothers played in Backtrack or play in Backtrack. And um, yeah, I think I was like asking Michael one day, like, who prints your merch? And he's like, oh, well, like, so and so, but like my brother also does it. So I just hit up his brother and since then he's been printing our stuff. Oh yeah, that, that's super awesome. I actually ran into him at uh, Sound and Fury. I want to say two years ago because I was actually wearing a Hangman shirt, and I was like standing in the lobby, and he walked by, and he was like, "Hey, my brother plays in that band," and I was like, "Dude," I was like, "I know." I was like, "Backtrack and Hangman are fucking awesome." Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty random because that's like that's literally all we said to each other, and he just like walked away. That's super funny. That's a, that's a pretty good encounter to have. Yeah, no, it, it was super awesome because at, at that point, I, I'm pretty sure Hangman had only been out to California, I think like two or three times. Yeah, when, what was the... Have you seen them before? Yeah, yeah. The first time I saw them, it was uh, it was with a Backtrack. They, oh, yeah, on the um, on the like that record release tour right yeah the, yeah the, the like regulate and like misery i mean honestly i'm trying to think off, off the top of my head um who played that show because it's so long ago because they they played at this spot in garden grove called the locker room and mm-hmm. and it's it's like such a sick venue and it was my first time there so and and I remember like I I have a, a a friend from Long Island and he he's friends with all those guys in Hangman and he actually texted me because I posted the flyer for the show and my buddy Steve Huey uh, he hit me up he was like yo like you got to show up early and check out Hangman because they're fucking sick so uh, I I you know followed his word showed up early and I uh, saw them live and they were fucking awesome. Yeah, this might be biased, but I think like Hangman's like my favorite band in hardcore right now. Like there's a lot of great bands like that are newer happening right now, but Hangman definitely like one of my favorites. And they're just awesome dudes, and we're like good friends with all of them. So it, like makes me like them more. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. It's awesome when the people that you're friends with like put out like awesome stuff, and like the fact that like you don't even have to try to like ride for them because they're your friends. The fact that the stuff they're doing is just quality content is awesome. Yeah, it's always really hard when you, like, have to support a friend's band because it's bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when you're, like, supporting a friend's band and they're, like, really good, it makes it even better. Okay, so here's a question. If, if the, your friend's in a bad band, do you let them know? No. <laughs> I've got too big of a heart <laughs> to do that. <laughs> I've got too big of a heart to be like, yo, your band sucks. No. I, I guess I would... I would I don't know. Yeah, I probably still support my friends' band if they're bad. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a very funny question. Yeah, it's it's, it's a rough one, but uh, but I definitely feel you because like whenever my friends are in bands, I, I definitely do my best to support you know any way I can. You know, showing up, buying merch, doing like whatever I can to help out. Yeah. Have you? Uh, what would you do? I'm curious. Like, would you tell your friends' band that they weren't like that good? If they were bad, if I'm going to be honest, it, it depends on the level of friendship 
because like level of friendship yeah yeah because uh, like, like uh, for example like my buddy garrett like him and i like were like super like super close and if he was in a bad band i would definitely let him know because i i know that i i could tell him and he wouldn't get uh you know his feelings hurt too bad because he knows that like i would you know i'm just telling him the truth and i wouldn't want to lie to him but if it was like a like a newer friend somebody that I wasn't like super close with like maybe i wouldn't because i didn't i wouldn't want to like you know hurt their feelings because we're not that close and i don't know if it's okay for me to tell them that so yeah it's kind of weird because the position that i was like when i was younger i definitely was like like 16 17 18 like starting bands and stuff okay i definitely was friends with people that were like in bad bands you know what i mean yeah but like now that i'm like a little older like all of my friends right now are in like killer bands. So I don't know. I just, I, I guess like the day might come when I got to like have that, like sit down hard conversation. But like I said, I, I, I've got too soft of a heart to like tell one of my friends that their band that they're like really invested in is bad. Yeah. I, I, I always like to hope for the best, like, okay, like maybe they just haven't found their groove yet and it was probably just going to take them a little time. Yeah. But, you know, I've definitely been into bad bands. Well, I've only been in like two bands oh, in my entire yeah. life. Yeah, I've definitely been in bad bands too. Have you always been a vocalist or do you play any instruments? Only, only a vocalist. I don't really know how to play any instrument. Like, Ridge is, you said you have a best friend, Garrett. So this made me think of Ridge. It's like super cool because like, I made a band with my best friend. But like, he, he would say that, like, I know how to, like, like, kick and, like, play some of our songs. Or, like, I know how to play the drums a little bit, but, like, I am, like, so, like, musically, like, dumb. I'm, like, really bad when it comes to, like, musicians. Like, I mean, uh, instruments. Like, I'm really bad at instruments. But, yeah, like, I've only, only been a vocalist and played in, like, three bands so far i guess okay i remember my buddy he's like pretty good at uh guitar and he was like dude you got to come over and uh learn so we can start a band and i don't think he realized that I, i'm left-handed so when i showed up for him to try to teach me how to play it just went downhill like really fast <laughs> that's super funny yeah sounds, sounds like something that would happen to me yeah, it, it was pretty rough, but I just kind of gave it up. I was like, Ugh. I was like, I don't have the time to learn how to play this. Like, I, I just like suck. Yeah, I suck too. I was kind of like jumbling my words earlier, but what I was pretty much trying to say was like, I suck when it comes to instruments. All I know how to do is like yell into a microphone. Okay. And I don't even think I do that that well. So. No, it's fine. I, I, I don't mind your vocal style. Yeah. Yeah, but it's all it's all it's all Ridge, honestly. Like Ridge is the mastermind behind all of it. He uh he writes all the parts, um, him and Abby do and like I write like all the lyrics and like kinda give my input. But uh he's he's a killer guitarist, like one of the best in my opinion. And I, I don't think we spoke on um how you and Ridge met. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Um, <clears throat> me and Ridge 
became friends when I had just turned 16 and I think he was just 15. And he went to like the same like youth group as me and like hung out with like the same like group of friends that like the skate parks that I like kind of mutually knew. And uh, I like had this like youth pastor, kind of funny. And he like told me like, yo, you would be best friends with this guy, Ridge. And I was like, Ridge, that's his name. I was like, that's a weird name. And he was like, yeah, his name is Ridge Ryan. He's like, you should, you should be friends with this guy. And I was like, okay. And we met each other and he was like into skateboarding. And he was like, I want to start a band with you. And I was like, and then after that, we just like, were inseparable. We just like skateboarded every day. Um, tried to make music every day and we've been friends ever since we were like 16 years old damn shout out to that youth pastor for like putting you guys in contact yeah shout out to that guy <laughs> so uh you, you've definitely mentioned skateboarding a lot in, in this conversation has that always been a big part of your life yeah uh i've like gotten a little fatter uh recently and I don't, cause I don't skate as much, but, um, I have been like forcing myself to go to the skate park every day. Uh, since I got back from that, like tour with Typecast and Vatican and I'm like, I'm kind of like dusting off the, uh, the cobwebs and forcing myself to go and like skate this bowl. And yeah, it's cool. It's definitely, it's definitely like, uh, forever love of mine but i'm just not as good as i used to be when i was younger okay yeah because I, I follow you on instagram so i always see your stories of you at the skate park yeah that's it's been like a kind of like an accountability thing for me to like make sure that i'm like going every day like i post a picture or something or like a little clip of me skating it's like i'm, I'm really trying to like get back into it and how far away is the skate park from where you live? It's like, I think like a five, 10 minute drive from my house. Like, like I was saying before we started this, I was like at the skate park with my friend Kurt. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like the things like that, the, the biggest challenge is just like getting there. And then like, you know, it's all, it's like easy once you're there. Cause I remember a couple of years ago, well, actually, I'm, I'm lying. It was longer than a couple of years ago. I, I my sense of time is kind of weird sometimes. But before I, I moved to Orange County, I, I used to train mixed martial arts and it was always so rough for me because I would work my full time job and I would have like probably like a two or three hour gap in between uh, my first class and I would just try to come up with like every excuse not to show up at the gym because I would just think about like having to, you know, just be like super physical, like, you know, getting like out wrestled or, um, you know, outstriked. And I would try to just come up with every excuse not to sh like show up. But luckily, like I, I had some like close friends that would go with me. So I, I never wanted to let them down. So like I would most of the time show up. Um, but like, I, like once I was yeah. there, like it, it was always like a blast, like, you know, just like being able to like pick like our coach's brain like, on like techniques and stuff. But it was always like just such like a mental, like, like that was a hard part. I was like, just like mentally getting over the hump of like not wanting to go. But like once I was there, it was just like, you know, like a super fun time. Yeah. I've kind of like used the same mentality of like, okay, there's like a show, right? So like 
I hear about the show, it gets promoted, like, I'm not going to miss it. Like, it's in my head, right? Okay. So I've been doing this thing where I'm like, okay, I'm going to wake up. I know I've got work, like, later on at night because I'm, like, working at a bar right now. And I'm like, I'm going to just go to the skate park. I'm going to force myself to go. Whether I get, like, a ride there, whether, like, I have to take the train, whether I skate there, like, I'm going to go to the skate park. And whether I'm, like, skating for, like, 30 minutes or, like, two or three hours, like, at least I'm there and I'm, like, being active and, like, on my board. You know what I mean? Because, like, when I was younger, like, that's all I thought about was, like, when the, when the sun would come up, I would think of skating. When the sun went down, I would think of skating. So, um, honestly, I kind of, like, want to throw some respect on California because when I was skating with Angel from D.A.R.E., and Ridge and Abby, who are in my band, like, uh, like that kind of gave me that, like, spirit again. Because it was, like, a beautiful day. We went to the beach. Uh, we went to the skate park. And, like, Ridge and, like, Angel were, like, punishing me about, like, skating. Because, like, they were just, like, trying to get me hype. And I was like, all right. And then I had, like, a really good session with them. And, like, it kind of, like, brought the spirit back in me. So. When you're out here skating did you bring a board with you or did you have to like use like one of angels yeah i brought i brought my board with me but like the whole tour we really didn't skate much until then it was that was an awesome day i remember i saw you and like i feel like the, the only thing i said to you was like i'm so exhausted yeah, and I, I, I it definitely felt that because I, I, like I said earlier, like I follow you on Instagram, so like I, I saw like the videos of you guys at the beach and you skating, and you definitely took some uh, hard falls that day, from what I remember. Yeah, Angel posted like five videos of me like falling on like just like Ollie over these stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was hilarious. Yeah, like we woke up. Is it cool if I like tell you about my day? Because like. I don't know. It was like such an awesome day in LA. That was the first time we played there too. Yeah, of course. Hell yeah. Let's talk about it. I'm down. So we drove, I think the the night before, I'm not trying to like brag about my day. It was just an awesome day. And it was with my friends. So I just want to like share it with people. Let's do it. I'm down. Yeah. The, the show before was in, um, uh, where in, where in Arizona was it? Um, Tucson? Is that in Arizona? Yes, it is. I actually have the flyer. Yeah, you guys played at Ward 6 um, in Tucson. Yeah, Ward 6. It actually just got closed down, which sucks. But yeah, um, yeah, like we played in Tucson and then we drove overnight to LA because we were like, we're going to have a full day like to hang out. So we drove overnight. We got there and we stayed at a friend Ori's house and I didn't sleep at all. Like, I think, I think I slept a little bit in the van and then we got there and I was like, I'm not going to sleep like everybody else. So Ori was up and me, Ori and Abby went on like a hike, like in the mountains. Cause she lives in like Chino and okay. we like went to like up in the hills or some mountain like hike. And then after that, we like went back to the house, um, woke up, woke up everybody and then drove to the beach. And we went to the beach and we picked up like Angel or we parked by Angel's house and then like walked to the beach. Um, and we spent like a few hours on the beach and we were like, okay, let's like go get some coffee and then skate. So we got coffee at Angel's skate or uh, coffee, uh, his uh, coffee shop. 
And then from there, we went to the skate park. And then, crazy enough, you would think that, like, after the skate park, we'd be like, okay, like, time to, like, chill and, like, go, like, go to the show. No, we went to the beach again. And then we, like, were late to load in because we went to the beach a second time. It was just, I think it was, like, just the, something in the air in California. Like, I love California. And was that your first time in California? No, I'd been there before, but never, like, like, I, I had been there before for Face Down Fest. I don't know if you know what that is. I do. What year? Um, two years ago, it, I, I was, like, trying not to say this, but me and Ridge used to be in this band called Poured Out, and we were on Face Down Records, and, like, Seventh Star played that year. Dude, uh, I, I was Seven at that, that fest year. that year. That's crazy. Dude, because I'm, so like, like uh, sorry to cut you off, but, like, those are like older bands from face down like and like you know seven star in due time bloody sunday like those bands like i love that NIV. shit yes niv uh symphony in peril just like all that shit so and like Sky Night beach played that year too that was crazy dude yeah like for for like a, a couple of years like uh face down like fest they would i uh, bring back like like at least like like you know like a couple older bands to the fest and they had still had like their current lineup which was like fine whatever but like i would show up to just see the old bands that i loved and the year that seven star played i, I remember i was super super hyped because they were like one of my more favorite bands from the label and it was crazy like they brought out like that pinata and like candy everywhere like this shit was wild yo that's so funny that you brought that up because the, i like got in a fight at that show what because when they when they yeah when they threw out it was during uh seventh star when they threw out the pinatas like i took like a, the leg of the pinata and me and like ridge and like my my childhood friend matt dooley were just like so stoked to see seventh star because like we love that band like we knew all the words like every song that they played and we were just like, I was just beating the shit out of everybody with this like a leg of a pinata. And this guy got super mad and like, we like kind of like wrestled around for a little bit and then it got broken up and like everything is fine. But yeah, it's funny that you brought up the pinata thing because like I took a leg of that and like was wailing on people because I was just so excited to be there. Okay, dude. That's crazy. Okay. All right. Go, going back to um, you being in California, you hit the beach the second time, which I, I, I thought was kind of strange because for me, maybe I, it's because I live here and I, I, I take it for granted. Um, I, going to the beach once is normally enough. And uh, I'm not the biggest fan of getting like super sandy and having to like, you know, get all like gross and have to wash myself off. But um, I, I thought it was kind of strange that you guys went twice, but can you keep talking about uh, the day? Yeah. I'm like a be I'm like a beach, like boy. Like okay. I like grew up in, like I was, oh shit. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. You all right? <laughs> there's a bunch of kids riding down the street on their bikes and they're like screaming. It's Did fine. Did you hear that? Uh, yeah. They're screaming like fuck something. Yeah. They're like, Fuck Trump, whatever. Yeah, I backed that. Okay. That was very, they're very awkward. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was, uh, I was born in North Carolina, like right across the bridge from like Atlantic Beach. So like, I've just always loved the beach. Like, I don't understand people. No offense to you, but like, don't understand people that like don't like getting sandy or like 
the beach or like salt water. Like one of uh, like Mitch, who was like filling in for us from Karma, he like does not really like getting sandy or like open bodies of water. And I was kind of like dogging on him about that. So yeah. So when you guys um, are after the beach, you said you guys were uh, late for load in. Yeah, we were just like a little late. It wasn't like anything dramatically late, but yeah, we were like a little late uh, to showing up to the show, but everything was fine. The show was so sick. Like I've been wanting to play a program for like many years, like watching like videos of like, uh, like what's like some awesome videos I've seen of like people playing that program. Dude. Like Force Orders played there before, and like there's like a video online. Uh, Candy played there. Like a lot of like cool bands have played at a program. Like I'm pretty sure I watched like a mindset set in program. Like always like wanted to wanted to play that that spot. That's awesome. When you were at the show, did you happen to catch the band that opened the show, Infirmary? Yeah, Infirmary, super sick. And then Sean Austin's band. I'm blanking on the name of the band, but they slow were really decay. Sick. like, yeah, slow decay with Ryan Kroll and uh, Sean Austin. Yeah, yeah, th- that band was super sick too. Yeah, they're they're from San Diego, and I actually had Sean on the podcast like a couple weeks ago. He's super awesome dude. I, I actually saw him last night because we were at program for a show. What show was it? It was uh, Super Crush. Uh, spiritual cramps fell too low grave school and um, I'm forgetting one of the band oh an absence of mind oh I love those guys in absence of mind dude that band uh, that band's yeah. so awesome that band is so sick yeah I love absence of mind yeah honestly yeah, that, that super that super crush band is really cool too yeah yeah it was definitely a, a, a sick lineup and it was a cool show just to happen in like the middle of the week and had like a good turnout. Yeah, I, I heard about that Super Crush band from my friend that's in this band called Deep Crush. Kind of weird that like the names are so similar, but yeah. he was wearing a Super Crush shirt and like his band from Chicago called Deep Crush played with him. And I was like, yo, you're wearing a band that's like jocking your name? He's like, no, no, like this band's super sick blah 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 because like yeah that was like very interesting conversation because i was like yeah like that that band's like very similar to the name of your band like i didn't think you would like them but he's like no we played with them like they're super sick and then i give them a listen and they were awesome so oh yeah um yeah so going back to that show that you guys played i remember when I um, uh, saw you, I and like I, it maybe it's just me, but like I, I always get a little nervous having um, to meet um, like future guests of the pod, like future guests of the podcast that like I don't know personally, because I'm always just like because I'm like kind of like antisocial, and I, like my biggest fear is always like meeting a guest and them being like super like lame or um, being like just mean. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so when I met you and like uh, we like shook hands and like talked for like a little bit, I was like, okay, cool. Like he's nice. Uh, should be like yeah. you know like fun. Yeah, hopefully I didn't give off the like vibe of like, oh this guy's like super tired, but he doesn't want to talk to me. I was like worried about that because like I was super excited to see you, and I was like, 
excited about that show because I was excited about meeting you and like being able to like chat with you on the podcast. So yeah, it was like that was like a perfect day, honestly. And it was sick getting to meet you too. I wish we got to like go grab food or something afterwards, but sometimes it just gets like that in the show. There's like so much going on. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure that's not going to be the last time we see each other. Yeah. So you guys were on that summer of fear tour and can you just talk about how you guys um, got asked to play that in your um, experience overall? Yeah. Um, we got asked by our buddy James like early this year. He was just like, yeah, you want to do summer of fear? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, cause there's so much has been like a thing for a few years now. And I know that like from stories that like all the bands that have been on it have all had like a blast. And, um, it was the same for us. Like, like I, I remember one of the, like one of the like outcomes of the tour was like, Abby told me like, yo, that was like the most fun I've ever had on tour. And she used to be in another band that like toured a bunch and for her to like go on this tour and like, have the best time and it'd be so long and like the drives are kind of long and like, but other than that, like other than a couple of the drives being long, every show was like incredible. Like I got to see friends that I haven't been able to see in a while. Like the response for us was really sick. And like the love that everyone showed like for Vatican and typecast was super sick. So yeah, all around, like the tour was sick. Yeah, it was uh, James from State of Mind was the one that hit us up uh, and asked us to play. Yeah, that's sick that you guys were able to do that tour. And Summer of Fear, I, I think uh, like a, a tour like that is awesome because it's like something that like happens like, well, it's been happening like every year. And I, I like that there's something to look forward to. Like, you know, like that band is going to do um, well, hopefully like this upcoming year, Summer of Fear. And like they always bring out like cool bands and um, put on like an awesome show. Yeah, they have like a history of like, like the tour itself just has a history of like a good time and like good bands. Like, uh, I caught last year's, I caught a day of last year's Summer Fear and it was like Foreign Hands, Atonement, Tourniquet, and Typecast. And it was like in Milwaukee and I went to it and I had like, I like went originally because like I had been a fan of like, typecast and uh like had seen atonement before but like i'm really good friends with the dudes in foreign hands so they stayed with me the night before and then we went up to the show and yeah it was just it was just really cool i could tell that like there was like a like a bond between everyone in the bands like they were on tour together hell yeah that's awesome to hear because i can't imagine like people having to be on a tour with bands that they don't get along with yeah it was cool because we kind of like i knew joey from typecast and then i knew like john mackey from vatican and i knew whittle who sings for vatican um but like the rest of the dudes in typecast i didn't really know so i was like curious to like if i was gonna get like along with them but like definitely got along with everybody on the tour. Like even the people that they brought like 
on the tour because like Typecast brought like two of their friends with them, um, and like I got along with them really well and definitely got some friends out of the tour and met a lot of cool people. So that's, that's awesome. all that I can ask for. So in between uh, Summer of Fear and your upcoming tour. Do you guys just um, have you guys taken time to like write any new music, or you guys are just kind of just chilling out for now? Um, yeah, we Ridge kind of like just pumps out stuff. Okay. So, like we're we have like we're working on an LP right now, oh, and that's we're awesome. hoping to release it. We're hoping to release it like early to late spring next year. So like early next year. Or at the latest, like late spring. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, like we're just like doing this tour of Hangman, um, doing FYA, which just got announced today, so I can actually say it. Um, and then we have one show next week with um, we're playing Riot Fest, like the after show with a, a veil. It's like an after party. Oh, that's uh, awesome. At this place called Bottom bottom lounge like this Vinny in Chicago so we're super excited for that because like it's kind of like out of our comfort zone which is like what we want to do as a band like even Summer Fear like we don't sound like those bands but like we know that like people that go to those shows might like us so we're just like doing whatever you know what I mean we don't really like have a certain like scene that we want to play to we want to play to like anybody that would want to watch us so that's super awesome. I, I I like that you guys are willing to take those chances and play shows, go on tours and places that you aren't super comfortable with. Because I, I feel like that's a really important part of um, being able to grow as a band. Just like be able to try to reach out to audiences that, you know, might not even like you guys or, you know, you'll get fans that probably had no idea you guys existed and uh, are like really into your music. Because it, it's definitely easy to just kind of stick to, you know, bands with similar sound do those kinds of shows i feel like it's awesome that you guys are willing to take that challenge to step outside and do something a little different yeah that's definitely like something that we like the vision that we had for the band when it started was like you know we're like kind of like a like we're like a straight up hardcore band but like we could play with like no victory and karma and purgatory or we could play with like Avail or Hangman. So like, it's kind of cool. Cause like, we've got like, Ridge has got the riffs. You know what I mean? Like, it's like kind of bouncy, the, the sound. So like, I don't know, it's just like cool. Like I enjoy just like playing shows and just like meeting new people. And that, I think that like, if the rest of the band was on the podcast or they were in this conversation, like they'd say the same thing. Like we just like, are excited to play music with each other and like meet new people and yeah, don't really have like a certain like agenda or like scene that we want to play with, play in. We just want to like play shows and have a good time. Hell yeah. And I, I think it's great that you guys are not really like, put in a box for like that type of or like a subgenre of hardware. Cause you know, there's like beat down. I hate that term. I'm um, like youth through and stuff like that. And like a lot of bands tend to stick with the genre that they play in. So the fact that you guys are like a little different, you guys are able to play with 
any type of band and it just fits in i i, I think that's like the best route to go because being put in a box is kind of whack so like looking at you guys and your style and it being able to fit in like everywhere it's definitely great yeah i appreciate that man so you guys uh, um, put out a tale of sudden love and unforgettable heartbreak through uh, new morality zine. Yeah, can you talk new morality zine? Um, yeah, they like. Oh, sorry, I interrupted you. Oh no, no, no go ahead. I, I was just gonna ask you just to talk about um, how that came together. Yeah, uh, he like did tapes for us, uh, like for Curse to Dream. Okay. And then we hit him up and we're like, yo, do you want to do like tapes for us again? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. And he did like such a good job with like rule them all. And like a few other bands that, um, he's put out, like he put out fake eyes too, which is like a band like, uh, I, I can't remember where they're from. I think some of the members are from, uh, North Carolina because Paul from magnitude also plays in fake eyes. And, uh, he did like tapes for them. So we were like, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, these scenes like sick and the Chicago based. So we just have loved working with them. Yeah. And you guys put out those uh, three songs and uh, kind of want to start from the last track, um, Who Stole the Soul. You guys just renamed that song because it was on a world full of confusion disease, correct? Yeah, correct. That's kind of crazy. Like, did your research? Yeah, uh, that one used to be called. What was the name of that song? I looked really bad. With born, born to die. Yeah, born to die. Yeah, it's like uh, the same lyrics and like the same kind of uh, like structure of that song, but we loved it so much that we just like kind of like cleaned it up and threw it on this one. So. Okay. Yeah. Cause when I was listening to it, I was like, man, I was like, am I going crazy or does this sound like familiar, like familiar? So I, I had to like, kind of like go like digging back and I was like, huh. I was like, I knew my ear wasn't playing tricks on me. Yeah. It's definitely, definitely the same song lyrically and structurally, but, uh, just like a tad different. Mm-hmm. Like the end is a little bit different. Like there's like the intro is a little bit different into the song. So, yeah, that's kind of funny that you knew that. That's awesome. Okay. And uh had a question about the second track. Um, the lyrics in the second track contain the title of the the EP. Uh, was there ever a thought of naming the song, uh, the title of the EP, instead of You Told Me That You Loved Me? Um, yeah, like, I guess... I guess I just, okay. All right. Yeah. I'll explain that. Okay. Could you repeat the question again? Cause I'm like, I kind of got like a little confused. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I, I probably weirded that really um, weird. Okay. So the title of the EP is contained in the lyrics for you told me that you love me. And I was wondering why didn't you just name the song, the title of the EP instead of you told me that you love me. Um, okay. So the title of, our EP um, is, so it comes from a song that my grandpa used to sing me when I was younger. Um, it like, it goes like, you told me that you love me, but you told a lie. You took my heart away and I ask you why, oh why. And it's like some song that he like wrote, like 
kind of like on his own and was seeing like me and my other, uh, like my cousins, like when we were young, like when we were going to sleep or like in the car or whatever. And we'd always like tell my grandpa, like, yo, sing that song, sing that song, sing, uh, tell me that you love me. And then, uh, yeah, I just like used it and kind of just like played around with like how to like name. I don't know. I just liked that song and it kind of went along with the lyrics of the song that I was writing. So yeah, that's, I guess that's like a good answer for that. Okay. And I'm talking about the same song. Can you talk about, um, the meaning behind it? Uh, the meaning is just like about heartbreak like a girl breaking your heart you know what I mean and just like someone lying to you and telling you that like you mean this to them or it's kind of like a like a heartbreak song it's kind of like uh, I'm like really into like outlaw country like uh, like Alan Jackson and like uh, Hank Williams Jr. and stuff like that and it's kind of like it's kind of like a depressing song lyrically but it's just about heartbreak and yeah, I guess that's the easiest way to describe the song. Okay. Cause I listen to that song and then I like read the title of the EP and I'm like, I feel like I go through that every time I go to Disneyland cause there's so many like beautiful women there. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's definitely <laughs> always beautiful women it's at either Disneyland or Disney World. I've definitely fallen in love at Disney World before. For sure. Yeah. So like I, I, I think about that. I'm like, damn, I, I, I feel that because um, I'm, I'm glad that you felt that, man. That's like <laughs> that was my intent with writing that song. Is I was like, the, whoever's listening to this might not feel the way I felt when I wrote that song. But like somebody will definitely like get it. You know what I mean? Somebody will be able to relate to it. That, that means means a lot to me. Okay. Yeah. No, for sure. Cause I, I'm like such like a, a sucker for like just love stories in general. Cause like growing up, I, I, I don't know why, but I've always been drawn to like, like watching like rom-coms. It's like one of like my favorite, like, you know, genres, like when it comes to movies and like, I've always just been like fascinated by love, like, you know, if it exists or not. And, um, so yeah, I'm just like a sucker for like a good love story and like a heartbreak song. So that that song is definitely like one of my favorites. Yo, I'm going to ask you a question. What's your favorite rom-com? Oh man, you're putting me on the spot. Favorite rom-com. I know. I'm sorry. But like, just, just off the top of your head. Okay. Like, I, I feel like I go in like phases and, um, like I'll like get obsessed with one and then just like watch it like a million times until like, I feel like a little satisfied and then I'll just like stumble across like another one and like, just kind of like repeat that process. So, um, so like right now, currently, like the one that I've been into, like, uh, do you have Netflix? Yeah, I have Netflix. Okay. All right. Sorry. Like, it sounds probably like a stupid question, but I'm not sure if um, no, everybody no, has no. it. No, like some, I feel like there's some people that might not have Netflix. That makes sense. Okay. So the, they have this, um, Netflix and it's, it's a Netflix original movie. It came out like not too long ago, but it's this movie called the perfect date. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like right now yeah, that's I've like, I've never seen that. Dude, okay. If, if you're a fan of rom coms, it's, it's it's a pretty pretty good one. Like I I watch that. Just like the 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 people they have in it um, is great, and I, I just feel like the the story is uh, just really really good. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Um, 
as I was asking that question, like two rom coms that I like really love, like popped in my head. Okay. Like I love the breakup because right. it's based in Chicago. And then I also love like uh Hitch and Big Daddy. Oh, Hitch is awesome. I'm I'm a huge uh, Will Smith fan. Yeah, and then the and then Big Daddy's like kind of a rom com. You know what I mean? Because like yeah, it's definitely a rom-com. Wouldn't it fall into that, like, genre? Uh, I think it can, yeah, because there's, yeah. like, elements of it in there. Yeah, there's definitely elements of, like, yeah, definitely elements of, like, a rom-com and a comedy. Like, I feel like all of the Adam Sandler movies are could kind of fall under rom-com. Are, are you, like, a big Adam Sandler fan? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I love Adam Sandler movies. What like, was that? I, Adam movies. He, he just came out with like a newer one on Netflix and it was like a murder yeah, mystery. Yeah, I watched it. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, like. I can't remember the name of it, but I watched it. Okay, yeah. I, I, I was like reading stats about that. Like, I think like in like the first week it had like over like 40 million like unique views. And they were talking about how like um, people think Adam Sandler's kind of washed up. But then they were talking about his numbers with just like his most recent movie on Netflix. And they're like kind of explaining like that's why um, he's doing these Netflix things. He's getting paid so much money because like he's still getting like the like all these clicks because he's still super popular, even though like the, the perception may be that the movies he's doing now aren't as great as they are aren't as great as like the movies that he used to do yeah i yeah. think that he'll always like until he dies he'll probably like still get traffic on like his films just because he's like known for so many good movies like some of my favorite movies are adam sandler movies like i used to fall asleep to big daddy like when i was a kid because i was like scared of the dark it's kind of like like i don't know like kind of embarrassing but I used to always fall asleep to Big Daddy. Like, it was just like a very, like, soothing movie to me. And then as I got older, I was like, man, like, this is a really good movie. Not just to fall asleep to, but just to watch. So. Hell yeah. And I, I, I used to do that, too. Like, I, I used to be obsessed with, like, the Food Network. So uh, I, I would just, like, put that on before I, I would go to bed. Yeah. Food Network would just make me really hungry before I went to bed, so I'd probably like just go get a snack. I don't feel like I'd be able to fall asleep to it. Okay. And um, so going back to life's question, you guys do have that tour coming up with um, Hangman and B- Billy Club Sandwich. God, I almost messed that up. Um, can you talk about how that tour came together? Because I, I feel like... Um, it, it's awesome to see uh, like you guys and Hangman and Billy Club go on this tour because I, I think it's just like three cool bands um, doing like an awesome run. Yeah, uh, it kind of came together because me and Michael, since we met, kind of like connected really well. And he plays guitar. Actually, all of Life's Question and Hangman, like as soon as we like met each other, like we really connected um, musically and like relationally. And me and Michael have just been like on the phone. Like I'm like a, like a talk on the phone kind of guy. That's why like, I love your interviews. Like I like love talking on the phone. Like I hate texting. I'm super bad at texting. So like me and Michael would just be like chatting on the phone and we're like, dude, we got to do a tour together. We got to do a tour together. And then like, he was just like, well, we're going to do a record release tour and you guys are going to do it. 
and no offense to Michael or anything, he'll probably get a laugh out of this, but like he's very good at like being like, yo, I really want to do this. But then it like doesn't happen. So I was like very skeptical of like if this tour was actually going to happen. And we're actually in LA, which kind of made like that day even better. Um, when the, the flyer just popped up and I was like, Oh my gosh, like it actually happened. Not that like, he's like a dishonest person or anything. He's just kind of like got a lot going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we've just, we had been talking for a while and he told me he wanted us to do it. And I didn't really know that Billy club was even going to be on any of the days until like the, the flyer popped up. So. Yeah, shout out to Michael Smith, shout out to Hangman, shout out to Billy Club Sandwich. Like, that's like, we're, we're only on that tour for like, I think it's exactly a week. It's exactly seven days. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited for it. I'm excited to like, it might be too cold to go to the beach and we're not really hitting anywhere with the beach, but we're definitely going to get into something like go to the skate park, hit the bar with the Hangman guys. Like, it's going to be a good time. That's awesome. And going way back to like the earlier part of the podcast, you mentioned um, the like after party. How did that come together? So very funny. Um, the after party happened. I was like at work working like uh, just working like an event that they had an Emporium. And the event coordinator was like, yo, like, do you ever want to book like a hardcore show here or anything? Like, like, let me know. And I was like, Oh, that's so sick. Cause the sound's really good. Like the space is like really big. It would be perfect for shows. And, um, I was like, well, we have a show the 23rd of September. And it's like the first day of this tour that we're doing, like maybe we could do like an after show here. And we got to talk and she was like, well, like you could do like a, like a DJ set. And I was like, no, that's a great idea. And then we just like made it happen. And she's like, she's letting us do like a DJ set. And like, I think PBR, <coughs> sorry. I think like uh, PBR, like the beer company, uh, they're gonna get like PBR to like sponsor it. So like, there's gonna be like cheap beer and like games and me and Ron from Hangman are gonna be up there like DJing, so. It's going to be sick. I'm super excited for it. Hell yeah. That, that definitely sounds like it's going to be like a really good time. And uh, you mentioned, also mentioned earlier uh, the FYA lineup got announced today and you guys were on that. Can you talk about um, yeah. when you found out you were playing the fest and uh, how stoked are you to be able to go out there and play in Florida for that fest? Yeah. Shout out Bob Wilson. Um, Great I dude. love your interview with him. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. I like kind of got like a, like I've never met him before, but I've got like an insight to like how he is as a person. Okay. And, uh, he seems like a really cool character, but, uh, yeah, he like, I don't really know exactly how it happened, but like Alexis Bradley booked the after show for this is hardcore. And it was like us, Simulacra, Karma and no option. And then Shackle did like a secret set and she got us on that. And somehow one, one day we were in San Francisco on the, that, that full US we did, uh, summer fear. And I got a, I got like a text from, uh, uh, Alexis Bradley. And she was like, yo, like, 
Bob Wilson wants to get up with you, like, can I give him your number? And she was like, no, actually, here's his number. Like, you text him. So I texted him, and I was like, hey, Bob, it's Josh. And then he just, like, asked us to play. And I was, like, kind of, like, taken back because I was, like, I thought it was just gonna, I thought it was going like, to be, like, a pre-show or an after-show. But, like, big love to him for, like, giving us a chance to, like, play FYA. Because, like, this is going to be the first time I've ever, like, gone down there to go to it. And the fact that we get to play is, like, so crazy. Like, it, it makes me, yeah, like. I, I'm like, I was kind of like speechless when he like asked me because I was like, this is just like crazy because the lineup's like insane, like mad ball, disembodied, integrity, like all of our homies bands are playing, like MH Chaos is playing from Chicago, um, No Options playing, like so many great bands are playing. Yeah, one thing I really like about Bob and what they do down there for FYA, I always feel like they're really in tune with like what's going on in hardcore because they always have like a good crop of like some of the newer bands um, or the bands that are on the rise in hardcore. Like they don't have to make it top heavy to get kids to come out like from like top to bottom, like the bands that are on that fest, like it's like super legit. And so I'm always stoked to see the lineup for that fest. Cause in my opinion, um, FYA kind of sets the tone for the whole year when it comes to fest, because they're the first ones up and seeing what they um, put out today. I, I looked at it I'm like, wow, like it's so awesome. There's like so many bands that I like that are on that list. I'm just like, fuck, like if I actually end up going, I'm just like, uh, I'm going to like have to like pick and choose like, you know, like when to, um, you know, uh, like let out my energy because I'm like older and I, I get a little more winded faster. So I'm just like, oh, there's so many good bands. Like I, I can't go off for everybody. Yeah, you should definitely come. We should hit Disney World together because I know you love Disneyland. Dude. So I know that like that's like a plan for life question is like all of us are going to go with our friend Carter to um, uh, Disney World like the day before. So you should try and make out the trip. I don't know like how busy you are because it's like right after the holidays. But yeah, you should definitely come out. It's going to be it's going to be a good time. I'm actually like looking at the flyer right now, like killing time like getting to play with them like whether it's a fest or show is like insane like that's rich's favorite band and mm. like i've had a dream of playing with that band since i was like 16 years old so like yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be insane yeah and, like magnitude's playing like awesome band super sick. we're good we're good friends with them they're from north carolina like where i was born so like there's like a little like history and like bias for me, like liking that band. So yeah, just the whole lineup. Like I could, I could name off all the, the bands and like all of them. I'm so excited to see. Yeah. And I, I'm like super stoked for, um, there's that band choice to make that's on there. Like I'm like really good oh, friend, yeah. dude. Yeah. Shout out to Nate Pershuti and, and all the guys out there in the SWB, like, like mad respect. Like I, I, I love Nate. He like him. And I talk, um, like you know, through text all the time and he's been like a big help 
behind the scenes when it comes to the podcast. So like, I'm like super stoked to see them um, being able to travel down to Florida and play like a huge fest like that, because I feel like like, like a lot more kids would like that band if they were like aware. Um, so the, the fact that they finally get that chance to play in front of like a big audience like that is going to be awesome. And I hope like a lot of kids that are there pay attention. Is Nate, is Nate the one from choice to make that plays in um, strength for a reason? Yes. Yeah. I met that guy and he is the nicest guy ever. He's so sweet. Like he, he actually messaged me and he's like, yo, excited to see you at FYA. And like, I only met him one time. It was at a uh, motor city fest okay. in Detroit and his, he plays in like strength for a reason and they played and, um, he was just like, came up to me and was like, yo, you like playing a band life's question or vice versa. I, I might've went up to him and asked him if he played in choice to make, but, uh, yeah, he's a super cool dude. So shout out to him. Yeah. Love it. And yeah, just like super, super strong, like lineup from top to bottom. So shout out to FYA. Awesome fest. Yeah. Very honored to be playing that this, uh, this next year. So. Yeah. So, um, seems like things are, you know, staying pretty busy for you guys in the life's questions camp. Cause you guys are doing the run in September with hangman. And then I don't know what you guys have towards the end of the year. Do you guys have any plans? Are you guys just going to take a break until FYA? Yeah, I think we're just going to continue to write, um, this LD like after that tour, like take a little break. And then we have like, one other fest that we're playing next year, uh, like soon after FYA, I can't really like reveal it. Okay. I might've revealed it by just saying that, but, uh, yeah, there's like FYA and then one more fest we're playing. But other than that, we're just kind of like chilling, trying to like knock out this LP and, um, get some new material material out there. So yeah, dude, I, I would love to see you guys play sound and fury. That would be sick. Honestly, I don't really know who like does uh, Sound and Fury, but that would be so sick. Because you know how I've talked about California a lot in this, and only been twice. But uh, yeah, I love I love California. I've never been to that fest either, so to be able to play it would be incredible. Yeah. All right. We we, we got to start a campaign. We, we we gotta try to get their attention and let them know that. Um, they should book life's question on San and Fury 2020. Yeah, that'd be awesome to play or just to go. Yeah, if I could go, that would be that would be just enough for me. Okay. So, man, yeah, you guys uh, have a lot coming up, which I think is awesome. Um, and I, I know this is like still like a ways out. You, you talked about putting out an LP, which I think is awesome because. Uh, you guys put out those uh, the demo and the, then the two EPs, so it's gonna be cool to actually get like a good chunk of songs from you guys. Um, it, I was curious, are there any like label interest out there? Are you guys gonna go back to New Morality Zine, or are you guys just gonna like just self-release it? Yeah, there's there's a few things out there that we're kind of like not hoping for, but like talking about. You know what I mean? But uh, okay can't really reveal any of that stuff, but hopefully, uh, hopefully stuff works out, uh, with the label. I, I feel like us as a band, just like respect the hard work that like 
people that run labels like do. And, um, like, it'd just be really cool to, like, be on a label to, like, ride for. You know what I mean? Like, be like, I ride for this label. Like, and these bands that are on this label. Like, it just, like, make it's kind of like a, I don't know, it just makes you feel good to be able to be like, yo, I ride for the, these people. Like, they believed in me. Like, they believed in my band. They believed in, like, our vision. Like, that that's important to me. And it'd be really cool to do that. But if it didn't work out, then... If a label didn't work out, then we'd probably just release it ourselves. Because apparently releasing it ourselves has been working out so far. So, yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. I, I feel like um, everything that you guys have done so far has been awesome. So whether you guys do sign to a label or not, I, I feel like you guys still have a, like a bright future ahead. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Well, all right. I, I feel like this is a really good place to wrap things up. Yeah, me too, man. Hell yeah. Yeah, thank you for having me on, man. I'm bummed that Rich couldn't be a part of it, but uh yeah, he's got he's got work and all that jazz. I think he was at the skate park too, so he got to get a quick session, so can't can't uh can't dog on him for that. Yeah, and I, I w- wanna apologize um to Ridge and to you because I dropped the ball earlier um, but we were still able to make this work so I'm stoked for that but I'm definitely willing to have um, you and Ridge on uh, again in the future yeah that'd be awesome yeah thank you man for sure yeah don't don't worry about uh, the whole the whole thing of the time like I, I get it man you're like all the way across the country and everybody lives their own lives. Like the fact that you were able to like cut out like an hour and a half just to chat with me on the phone was like sick. So I appreciate you for having me on here. Hell yeah. And before we wrap up, is there anything you want to shout out or plug? Yeah. I just like the, the veil show next week for riot fest. Um, that's going to be sick. We've got, we're going to be on tour with hangman and Billy club's going to be on a few of those dates. Like, on the East coast. So if any of the listeners are around for that, definitely, um, check that out, go to SYA, um, be on the lookout for new stuff. Like, I don't know, shout out the connection, shout out, uh, Milwaukee, Indiana, Chicago, um, purgatory, karma, no victory, low end, image chaos sector. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of bands. I'm trying to think of like other bands to shout out right now. Bugging um, out. Oh yeah, bugging out. Soulcraft. Uh, the Midwest is like definitely got something for for uh, hardcore, and um, need to need to not be looked over all the time. So. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, this was definitely a pleasure. I really appreciate you coming on, and I hope to hear from you again in the future. Yeah, absolutely, man. Have a good night. All right, guys. This has been another episode of the Jamer K podcast. Always on top.